Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to the 63rd episode. On this episode, we are reviewing Shudder's Scare Me. Also, uh, something to scream about is our review of the rundown of the Fright Fest movies that we'll be showing soon. And also, our movie from the vault is Stuart Gordon's Dolls. How you doing, man? You right? Is it Dolls or Bowls? No, that's rubbish. Dolls. Dolls. Is it dolls? Dolls or dolls? Or dolls. That's what I should have said. Dolls or dolls. We'll find out later. Dolls or dolls or dolls? Something like that. You will find out later. (laughs) All right, dude. How you been? Yeah, good, man. Good. What you been up to? What you you been watching this week? I heard that you've been uh, getting through a few things. I have. I've I've taken up this on this new letterboxed. Thing. It's not new, mate. It's been well, around you, a while, mate. It's uh, new to you. It's new to me. I don't really know what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> Technophobe. But, you know, if anyone wants to follow me, I am uh, Butcher D-O-L-B. Oh, look at him plugging himself, eh? Hey, <laughs> if you want to follow me. Do you write, do you write reviews on there as well? Oh, well, uh, small, small reviews. Small, just one word reviews. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Amazing. Gash. <laughs> <laughs> My subtle, subtle reviews would definitely be on there. But, um, yeah, I've watched them um, a lot. Yeah? A lot in the it last It is Halloween, mate, soon, well, yeah. so, you know, October. It's, tis the season to be There's scary. a couple of treats you told me about on the last podcast. Oh, I watched cool. the um, Tom Holland Devil of All Time. Very good thriller. Pretty full on, Very it? good thriller. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched I See You. You saw it. You saw I See You. I See You. I See You over there. What did you think? It was an interesting spoilers. psychological thriller. Definitely. Um, full of twists and turns. You see what I mean about the twists and that? You don't really... Yeah, I liked it when it sort of jumped. And yeah. then I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, Didn't yeah. see that. So yeah, I was quite happy with that. And there was some nice little Easter eggs in there as well. So that was pretty cool. I've been getting on um, the Resident Evil... My little oh, bit yeah. of a Resident Evil fix. Yeah. They popped up on Amazon. Everything's popped up on Amazon. Right, okay. At the moment. Like all the Sharknados are on there. Um, Resident Evils have popped up. It's fucking, it's goldmine for horror at the moment. <laughs> right, They've got their okay. own little fright, Amazon Fright Fest presents thing going on there, which I don't know if it's copyright for you, but whatever. <laughs> but I've, yeah, I've got to um, Afterlife. Oh, okay. So cool. I'm up to there so far. Also, I don't know how far you are mm-hmm. with it, but I got through all of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yes, I'm here. Have yeah, you finished I, it? I, I uh, have, yeah. Okay, what do you think? I, I really liked it. I mean, it's, I don't want to obviously spoil it for people listening out there. I really liked it. It's I think it's a bit different to Haunting of Hill House. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. In a kind of good way. Um, I did feel there were some episodes that kind of dragged a little bit. Um, it felt like a, it was kind of like, oh, when is this going to end? Um, it's almost like they wanted to squeeze. I think is, how many episodes is it? Is it like the, nine? Isn't it? Is it nine? Nine or ten? God, I thought it was more than that. I think it's ten. Um, it feels like they just wanted to fill the kind of like, you know, fill fill the, the the episodes with stuff, and they just wanted to make it that long. Um, yeah, but I, I all all in all, I really liked it. Like the little little things here and there that kind of made you freak out and stuff. Um, but yeah. It wasn't as um, outright scary and wasn't as eerie, mm. but there was some real treats in terms of the way it was shot, the locations, mm. the you know all the good stuff. The, the cinematography, good, the shit he's good at, yeah, yeah, the shit he's good at is fucking quality, and the story was beautiful. Um, but some dodgy it, accents, yeah, <laughs> dodgy accents. But it wasn't as um, 
terrifying. No, no as pe- the first people one. people have been saying it's it's scarier than haunting of mm. your house. I, d- I, d- I, I didn't find think, it. I like. I, didn't either. I, I just thought it was a nice, really subtle sort of haunting story. Really clever. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what I got from it. That's that's it, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a ghost story, um, you know, and it's got other beats around it, which is cool. But I just, I don't, I think there was just like more kind of like uh, it was more of a story with this one, like uh, it divulged into it a bit more. But yeah, I, overall, I really liked it, and I definitely worth a watch people like saying oh, i don't know if i'll bother because people are giving it bad reviews but uh, i gave it a stunning review really on my letterboxed cool. thing all right keep banging on about that yeah <laughs> no i i enjoyed that there's a couple of treats i rewatched the hundred which i just love there's a new adam sandler halloween movie called hubie halloween hubie Halloween, yeah. which is fucking i still haven't got around to watching it it's yet. just daft it's just worth a watch it's just it's just daft um apps but yeah worth a watch i love adam satin i don't yeah. give a shit what anyone says i am i am same i, I mean he has made some shit i'll be honest but there when it when there's like proper when he does the adam Sandler shit it, the, the proper stuff is good i really like it and for those who uh like their real life american uh well like real life crime stories mm. there's a new one on there which has been i think probably the majority of us have actually watched um, yeah, it's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. Fuck, mate. You watched it? it? Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. It's something. Uh, and I mean, the interesting part, the thing that sort of separates this from like most real life crime documentaries is the fact that she seemed to film her life on and leave it on Facebook. So yeah. you've got a mix of um, accounts of like body body cam shots from police you've got the like interviews and you've got her kind of life on on facebook so you've got lots of videos and stuff mm. like that. and it's it really but when it was out when it happened in america i remember like they tore her apart oh really you, yeah they really went for her. a lot of people like they really thought she was a bitch and they thought she'd she'd done it really? what he said yeah but go and check it out and just make up your own yeah. mind. It's fuck. Uh, I mean, he's. It's a movie as well, so it's only one hour and a half. Yeah. But which is good because these things tend to be like thirteen part series, but this is like an hour and a half, and it's crazy, isn't it? How much actual real footage? I didn't even know they could get that footage from the cops and stuff like that. It's just there's no talking heads, which is great. So it's just literally real footage taken mm. straight from her Facebook. I I looked to my missus and I was like. Is this made up? Because I thought, oh, is it like a drama thing? It's made up because it looked so, so like clean and really well done. Because she's obviously he- heavily into social media, and you know she ha- she wants to portray that she's got the perfect life and everything, and that comes through on her Facebook stuff and all her videos. And it's just crazy. It's just like it, it is just one hell of a crazy story. I I don't know Truth. anyone who spends that much time on Facebook. Like you <laughs> yeah. don't put you put everyone puts pictures on but jesus yeah. christ she's like filming every moment she's almost it's like really a weird. vlogger like a professional vlogger maybe she was to an extent i don't know but yeah definitely worth a watch definitely worth a watch um <clears throat> what about you what have you been up to um i have been yeah what i watched by manor obviously finished that um i was i've watched watched a couple of more of uh nurse ratchet or ratchet sorry uh, which was which i'm really liking at the moment Finished the boys. Obviously, you finished the boys. Yeah, I finished the boys. One, one end to a season, fantastic. Um, I also watched. It's not real. Well, there's horror elements in it, but 
the you know what you told me what to watch is, and Paul uh, the Watchman TV fucking show. great oh fucking my God. great TV it show literally blew I think it's one of the best TV shows I've seen for a long long time I didn't no you Paul uh, have banged on about it so much oh, you know you know Kevin Smith goes on about it and everything like that and I was just like oh it's all been blown up now I don't know if I'm going to really be that involved in it and like it that much but fuck me I was like I literally watched it all in about two days and that's not like me to do that. No, yeah. So. You don't often have the no, time to binge, smashed. so you must have <laughs> yeah, really wanted it. That's awesome. Yeah. But oh, I'm so glad good. you watched it. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I don't think that they're, they're on about possibly doing more, but the, that the guy that did the first one isn't doing it. Uh, so it's, I just hope they don't turn it to crap because that was like a one... I mean, I'm thing. a big fan of the movie. Mm. A lot, I know a lot of people poke fun at some of it, but like, um, I'm a big fan of the movie. I think it's f- fantastic, mm. and for them to sort of improve on that, it's well chuffed with it. So yeah, just a, it's so clever the, the route they took with it. I just like, I didn't, even, and I went in blind. I didn't know anything about. It. I've not seen any trailers or anything, so I didn't realize and know when it was set and what what it was involving. And I just thought it's so fucking clever. It's just so so clever because it's it's like a story in that universe, which yeah. I just. Oh, it's great, fantastic, yeah. So, anything else? No, man. Let's get onto some little bit of news. I got a little bit, Go just for a it. tiny bit. Um, the stand trailer dropped. Mm. Yes, it did. Um, Mister Mister Skarsgård, oh, Mister True Blood himself. <laughs> Fucking hell, he's a hunky man. He is going to be a good Randall flag. <laughs> it's interesting what they've done with it. It's obviously it's obviously modern day. Mm. you know they've modernized it they bought it bought it to this so we're going to see a different different to what we saw um back in the 90s which i loved i did like like gary, gary double, denim, double denim definitely got to be some double denim in there and <laughs> there um but yeah i liked what i saw um mm. so i'm looking forward to it um but yeah it, it it looks good looking forward to it it's out on um cbs all access on december the 17th so what's it gonna um, be on for it's, us it's a not i don't know but it's a nine episode limited series oh fuck somebody better pick that up i'm telling you i'll be pissed if we have to wait like we yeah. did like for castle rock but it's josh up. boone you know josh boone is new mutants we liked mm. new mutants i don't know man looking forward to seeing what i'm the looking fuck. forward to it for definite i just hope we get it on some sort of format over here yeah better do better yeah. fucking do yeah. um we had a couple more i don't know if you're you were going to go into alley cat alley cat i've got a couple had a couple more pins drop in the last week they're smashing them out mm. they're a bit on holiday now but they they got to be a bit knackered <laughs> they've got a couple of gremlins pins which you've ordered one of them yeah i've got the bat one for the moment but i definitely i've got to go back and get the other because they're just fucking phenomenal <laughs> the back cards they come on the, the backing cards He's put so much effort into it; they just look awesome. They're like something you pick up and like Beaties or like Toys R Us or something. Beaties, like that. man. Do you remember that? Old <laughs> John Menzies. Fucking hell. They were cool for toys, John. Yeah, Menzies. man. Fucking right. Cool. Yeah, really, really, really. Thought that was cool. There's um some new movies you keep on banging on about. Uh, the Blumhouse is it the Blumhouse Four? Um, is it? It's more. Than, I think it's five, isn't it? Well, I've only seen. Um, I've only seen four okay. advertised. So you've got uh, one called Evil Eye, mm-hmm. which is about a superstitious mother is convinced that her daughter's new boyfriend is the reincarnation of a man who tried to kill her 30 years ago. So cool. looks quite interesting. There's one called Nocturne, um, which is about an incredibly gifted pia- pianist makes a 
Faustian bargain. I don't know what the fuck that word means. To overtake her older sister as prestigious in institution for it sounds like she's made a devil you know a pact with a devil or some shit like that so see one called black box which is about somebody who's lost his wife and his memory in a car accident and a single and he goes and he goes agonizing experiment experimental treatment treatment that causes him to question who he is Mm. so it's a bit black mirror that sounds like Mm. and then one's called uh the lie which is about a father and daughter on their way to a dance camp when they spot the girl's best friend on the side of the road. When they stop to offer a, a friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in terrible consequences. So out of all of them, mm. I think that's the one I'm most interested in. None of them really even sound that much in the vein of horror, though, does it, really? It's, uh, maybe yeah, Back to the Devil and stuff, maybe. But yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm a bit, you know, it's a bit hit and miss sometimes. No Blumhouse. Got to give them a go. They have some great stuff. So, What about you? Got any news? Um, yeah, I've got a couple of things. So do you remember, this is, I got a little picture sent over from Paul Stevens, actually. And I want to talk about this real quick. Do you remember that Indonesian film we reviewed, uh, Made the Devil Take You? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How fucking good that was. Fucking awesome. There's a second one. Really? A chapter two. It's like basically the same, same title, but chapter two. And it, literally is out this year so i've got to find out where that is because that looks fucking awesome I, I didn't even know they made a second one but that first one was brilliant so yeah looking forward to seeing that there's a movie dropped on shudder i don't know if you've seen this one it's called the mortuary collection no so it's an anthology movie but a lot of people are saying it's really 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 good we still haven't um, watched that scare package either no, I've I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Is that good? It's all right. It's it's um it's very kind of light-hearted horror. Quite a lot of comedy horror in it. Um, it's worth a watch. Um, but this one looks more serious. Um, so I've just seen some of the stills from it and and some of the comments people are saying they're just saying like there's nothing but good stuff about it. So that looks quite interesting. And the last bit of news I've got. Is um have you seen they are doing a new Mad Max movie? Fuck no. Yeah, so they're doing another Mad Max movie, but it's gonna focus on Furiosa's um kind of backstory before kind of uh, Fury, Fury Road. But so far, um they've got uh Anya Taylor Joy playing Furiosa, which is interesting. Chris Chris Hemsworth. And Chris Hemsworth. That's what that fucking thing was in the week then. I couldn't oh, work yeah. out what the hell it, they were on about. Yeah, so it sounds cool, man. I'm well up for more Mad Max. I fucking love Fury Road. So. And we do love a bit and of... And I love the originals. We yeah. love a bit of Anna... Anna Taylor-Joy, yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy. So that, that I can't wait to see. So that's some, some good news. Is Mr. Miller attached? Yes, apparently, yeah. Okay. Apparently so. Cool. I'm well up for that then. Fucking bring it on. Fingers crossed. Right. Without further ado, let's get into our main review. Hi. Hi. So what are you running from? Running. Well, this place looks uh, haunted. I'm writing. Oh, really? Me too. So what are you working on? It's kind of a revenge story about werewolves. Have you written anything I've read? Or? I just wrote a book called um, Venus. You wrote Venus. You're a best-selling author. 
I'm so sorry. This road is actually only for best-selling authors, so they might kick you out. You're not so great. Huh. Your power out! Power outage. I'm bored. Let's tell each other scary stories. I've seen that veggie, right? You seem like a fella who might be interested in some scary stories. And you seem correct. Hit me, Scaremaster. So, uh, there's this little boy. You hear something. Yes. This is the part in the story where the creepy strings kick in. Everything goes into slow motion. Jesus Christ, dude. It's a good story, right? It's just been done, like, I don't know, six or seven hundred times. Just because you're the best-selling author doesn't mean you get to school me on the story. Actually, yes, it does. Look at you! You are emasculated! <laughs> I'm going to get you! Run, Jason! <laughs> no witnesses! <laughs> one of about dead babies. Like an army of them? Yeah. They got like little baby hands. They just like, we don't want bottles, we want blood, you know? <laughs> Fred, what are you doing with that poker? This part of the story? Okay, so on this review, we have gone to the mighty Shudder, which is killing it at the moment. Um, to watch a movie called Scare Me. So, during a power outage, two strangers tell scary stories. The more Fred and Fanny commit to their tales, the more the stories come to life in their Catskills cabin. The horrors of reality manifest when Fred confronts his ultimate fear. Yeah, where should we start? You want to do a rundown of the cast? I know you love that shit. <laughs> Not uh, a very big cast, though. No, we're talking like this has literally four people in it. Mm. Probably filmed during uh, lockdown because it's a perfect movie for that. It stars the chap who directed it as well, Josh Rubin, as Fred. And wrote it. And wrote it. And it stars Stormfront herself, Aya Cash, as Fanny. I'm not going to mention the other two. They're kind of side characters, although the pizza dude was fucking awesome. Chris Ca- Red. Carlos. Um, Carlo. This made me laugh from start to finish. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I know it's like a horror and all that sort of jazz, but this made me piss my pants. <laughs> you know, this is a different kind of horror. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's borderline horror. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's... Tales from the Crypt, mate. They're like... Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it, if you think about it, um, you know, we are probably going to go into spoilers on this, but... Like, when you actually think of it as a whole movie, ha- like, I was expecting to see some, like, proper special effects and stuff like that. And this is where it's really clever. It's like, when you think about it, it's 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 got to be a majorly low-budget film because there aren't loads and loads of, of kind of special effects. No, I mean, this movie is literally the two of the... these, t- these The two of them sat in a cabin um, with, the, you know, telling telling each other scary stories mm. that's the that's the sort of basis of the plot mm. but the i think and i really like this because i thought it's genius the way they're telling the stories you sort of they they've got less imagination 
which you know Fanny's like a writer and he and Fred is a is an actor stroke trying to be a writer yeah and they're both trying to write the a scary story that's why they've come to their remote cabins like you know in secret window and all this sort of shit that they do um but like um they're still not trying to one-up each other but they are trying to scare each other and the way that they tell the, the stories is so ridiculously like humor there's so much humor in it but there's just this imagination and when they're telling something like i don't know one of the stories was about a werewolf you can see the certain sometimes you can see like a werewolf hand mm. sometimes you can see like shadows in a in a werewolf silhouette sometimes you it, the way that they he sort of changes his voice um the sound effects are fucking clever and yeah, key yeah. in this and it's all told with this sort of like awesome sound effects more more than like um you know like going off into a flashback the sort of stories they told that's why i told you when i was confused when i watched the trailer because i was yeah. like is there a cutaway and there's no cutaway mm. so they're just telling the stories and as if they're themselves but sometimes they're sort of you'll see the imagination sort of I, I don't know like um take over and you'll see something morph into something more mm. and you'll hear a certain sound that's familiar in in that horror ilk and i just think it was really clever mm. the way it was done yeah i mean it's almost like um it could be done as like a stage show or definitely play. um I just thought now I just thought with their the way they act in the movie both the the main let's say the key characters personally I think they give the performance of a lifetime it's amazing they're so good at kind of just getting completely in the role and getting into it and the way they they do their storytelling is so really captivating and really interesting so it's it's it, not one minute is it boring they're just sat there telling the story it's like they're properly in it and they're like acting it out and they're just doing the voices like you said but it's just like i just don't i think if you picked two other actors i just don't know i just think because he's obviously directed it and wrote it and he's picked his cast fucking well so he's gone with her well he has worked with her in the past as well oh right okay yeah. i didn't know that but it fucking hell it's like it's brilliant it's just like and it literally is literally got you can see why i don't know obviously if this was before or after but like stormfront is stormfront because it's like she's literally not exactly the same but the quirkiness of her in this is amazing i've got massive man crush on her man crush girl crush i don't know whatever it is. but she's she's fucking awesome i think she's brilliant she's so so good and she uh, obviously she's been in in the boys but whatever she does next, I reckon it's going to be massive. Like she, she's just such a good actor, and and I love the way it's shot. Like you said, it's so, one of my favourite ones. It's the one where they're telling the story about um, the the kind of goblin guy. <laughs> like it's just fucking hilarious. It's just brilliant the way he gets down on his knees and he's doing he's, doing the old actions and stuff. He's like, my little and then yeah. and she'll give him some direction as well, yeah. like during it. And then she so what happens if he'd be like telling a story? He's like, oh, goblin, I don't know, Todd. Tell me and, more. Yeah, and, and she's more. like, details, details. Yeah, and it's yeah. like she comes off and then she like criticizes him as she's going through. But like the way Matt says, their rapport is fucking fantastic. So yeah, the way they so, work off each other. It's, it's just, just so she like gives him. He's like, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just two people like sort of chatting and, and, and acting really really acting it out, mm. and it's fucking phenomenal. Some really, of the actual stories. Do you know? Do you know what it reminds me reminded me of a lot of is spaced. 
like yeah. some of the bits you know like yes. where they play off each other and even that the spaced episodes you know when they you know they're shooting each other and stuff like that and just acting out and and stuff like that. it just it really struck beats of that with me definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. if you think spaced in that sort of where they cut away and they have those odd sound effects it is definitely that ilk um and there's some great horror refs in here as well. It's, it's I mean, I, I think I even missed loads. Probably. I mean, I caught a couple: Tales from the Crypt, Shining, American Wealth in London, Silver Bullet, Halloween, Jaws. But there was fucking so many, yeah, like more nice. in there just to like look for. And she Fanny's just this fucking beautifully sarcastic black, and it's so black humoured. Yeah, it's, it's dark. real, real dark humour. It's yeah, fucking yeah. ace. And again, maybe it's not blood splatter. It's just horror tales. And stuff like that, but it's really well written as well. Just but it is. It's it's really clever, and I I, I felt I I thought it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, like you said, the 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 stories that they tell. There's one about a, a werewolf. The <laughs> werewolf one's fucking creepy as fuck. Um, the little ghoul. There's you know the funny thing about the werewolf one. I went on his IMDb page. And he's actually making a werewolf movie. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's, and they're, they're obviously debating whether to steal it. You know, I don't think they want, want to steal each other's ideas, but he's definitely trying to get some hints because Fanny wrote yeah. like a zombie book, which is called Venus. And apparently it's like a, the, the, the best horror book ever yeah. written and stuff like that. And uh, that's where a real fucking there's this <laughs> pizza guy, Carlos, comes in. They've ordered a pizza. And he ends up fucking staying till like, I don't know, God knows, like doing coke with him, doing coke, drinking and eating pizza, drinking and eating pizza and shit. And he's um and he's a he's a fan of Venus, and he's like, oh shit, he fanboys out a little bit. And then they act, they start acting out, yeah, what it is and stuff like that. And he's and poor Fred's looking at it, really confused, scratching his head and stuff like that. Mm. And just that's just hilarious, that bit. Yeah. And Carlos brings so much fucking humor to that. Yeah, so yeah, definitely, because it's like you could start to get a bit bored with the two of them. And then when he's introduced, it just gives it that kind of elevates it even more and makes it even funnier. Did you notice what his, the pizza company was called? No. Nah. It was called the Overlook Mountain Pizza. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> Only really quickly as he leaves, he turns around. You can see you see it on his jacket for literally about five seconds. Yeah. Uh, I thought this, uh, it was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, he definitely elevates it. Um to another level but again it's just that they all work even when there's three of them it just it really really works really well and it's really cleverly so cleverly done and it's nice to see something a bit different as well because i was like oh here we go it's going to be like a horror kind of anthology style thing where they start telling scary stories and then it'll just go and show a story like a bit like creep show or something like that where they got and there's a lot of nods to creep show and, and yeah all the crypt keepers tales, tales from the crypt tales from that. Crypt, yeah yeah, and there's some lovely little references like Carlos trying to come up with his own fucking name, uh, and he comes up with one about dead babies at one stage. Oh yeah, when they're like, oh, let's talk about something <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, and he comes up with a great name for one called Too Ghoul for School. Oh yeah, which yeah, is yeah. genius. I thought that was ace. She tells a great one um, about a possessed song devil, which is just absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. That was, that was cleverly done as well. Yeah, it's sort of like you think X Factor, but you've sold your soul to the devil. And, you know, to win the competition. But then there's a fucking dark, dark fucking twist in it. Um, a vomit, a vomit induced in twist, which is fucking great. Um, there's a story about Fred's girlfriend and stuff like that all through it as well. Yeah, He's obviously been hurt. Yeah, kind of a weird kind of like thing through it is like he, 
you don't know if he's kind of, he's a bit trodden down and he's, he's had a bad relationship he mentions that he's kind of like she's got a restraining order on him and stuff like that and you go oh that's a bit weird and that's where I think the kind of like the, the kind of twisty horror element came comes into it a bit you're kind of like mm, what's it all about yeah and then you got reality versus these stories where mm. they've been telling all night and they've been fucking knackered and then suddenly he's got her book in his hand and then we got a little bit of a twist because you can ending no, so all through it though if you think about it, it it kind of some of the things he mentions if you were to re-watch it it kind of makes you think actually that she i don't think she's meaning to She's trying to help him out by, you know, give me details, do that. Look, be better than yourself. Be better than the other person. You know, do something about it. And, and he sees it as being belittled and totally kind of told what to do. And, and he is he is kind of, what is it called? Not emancipated, but emasculated. Emasculated, or, totally. Or, and um, that, that was a joke in the film, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, and you can see why. And he's kind of took it the wrong way, but he's obviously a bit. Yeah, 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 and then the last sort of scene is um, is very interesting. Um, yeah, you don't know if it's like real or not real, mm. so that's kind of cool. But this is one to go and watch, absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's so fucking fun. I mean, you know, it's it is a horror tale, and it's scary stories are what we tell each other. And you could get so much from this to do with your mates, especially about the fact that we're all in if if foreboding you know we've got a lockdown around the corner maybe i don't know what the fuck's going on but like if something you've got this real this real funny element that you could easily take home to your mates and do yeah there's a real takeaway from it so it's so much fun i would i would really recommend everyone if they've got shudder to watch this movie i think they will as well because it's a shudder exclusive exclusive isn't it so that that's really really cool smashing it Later yeah. on, you're absolutely smashing it. The host. Oh shit! I forgot to say as well. Guess what's dropped on there? These final hours. Ah uh, yes, yeah, I saw that. Finally, as well. and it's on there. So if you've got fucking shuddered. Go and get a box of tissues. <laughs> Not like that, but um, well, maybe. Uh, and go and watch these <laughs> final hours. Sorry to go off kilt there, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some good shit on Shudder, and this is one of the ones that I fucking recommend. This might mm. be up there in one of my favorite movies. I mean. We haven't been treated to a lot this year, but what we have done, this this really makes up for that. And yeah. this is really in my top um, list already for like the end of the year coming up. Definitely. It's yeah. fucking great. It's just because so, it's so different. It's yeah. just like such a refreshing kind of thing to see, you know, when you think, again, I know I always said, when it's all been done, somebody comes out the woodwork. And the guy that wrote it is obviously knows his shit and he knows what kind of like cool little things to put in there to to appeal to people that are going to be watching it yeah and i think seeing i cash in it as well when we yeah. just watched this fucking amazing performance in the boys of stormfront who's this i think apps. i made it even, yeah you're right yeah. she's made it 20 percent better it did it really i did because i didn't i don't know for some reason i didn't put the two and two together watching the trailer and i didn't obviously research did, the I fucking who was I in it i didn't even know that though <laughs> i've seen the trailer I, yeah. but she she is kind of you know, it's hard she's, to, a, she's a civilian in this, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. So. But you just, you don't realise. But until... you immediately, when you, I looked at her and when she started coming out, the, the, the sort of lines that she comes <laughs> out, you're swearing like, swearing and stuff. I fucking heard that before. I've heard yeah. this sort of style before. Like, what the fuck? So yeah, you got to fucking check this bad boy out. It's very good. Very and let good. us know what you think. Um, but what are you rating it? Um, for me, I really liked it. I think I'm going to go 
for an eight out of ten. For me, it's a nine. It's fucking up there um, as one of my favourite ones of the year. It's just fucking so original. You know, like One Cut of the Dead for the first time. It's just different for me. I, I can't put myself in a shoe where I've seen something similar. Uh, originality, humour was fucking right up there for me. I just enjoyed it as a as a bit of uh, as a movie. Hmm. Yeah, fucking loved it. But on that note, we haven't got anything for next week, the next episode, because it's going to be our Fright Fest special. It damn right is. So we'll, get to, we'll be having lots and lots of movies next time. We will. Talking of Fright Fest, yes. some, we're going to do our little something to scream about now. We are and indeed. This episode, something to scream about, is going to be all based. We we got lucky this year. I mean, obviously we lucked out, locked down. They did a digital Fright Fest in August to kind of like compensate the fact that we couldn't go to, you know, Leicester Square. And then they were going to move it to um, October the 23rd, I think it is, or it's like next weekend. Um, but unfortunately, the state of things have really improved. So they've gone and done another digital Fright Fest for everyone. Um, me and Matt have spunked our spendoolies <laughs> and we're going to watch fucking five days of horror movies for you guys and review the fuck out of them. <laughs> Try to anyway. Yeah. But now we're going to go through what they've got on offer. Basically, we'll mm-hmm. do exactly what we did last time. We're going to go and tell you what's on. And what, you know, you're still time to go and order that ticket. There is. <laughs> it's a good price as well for the, so how many films there is. £66.66. Yeah. And you'll be watching, you know, there'll be about a fiver a movie mm. by the time you, you know, it depends how much time. And obviously, if, you can... if you've got a good friend that you can split the difference with, it's even cheaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right then um so we're going to start off on the wednesday um with a movie called held so this is the first movie opening film it's a world premiere emma and henry's marriage is losing its spark in an effort to reconnect on their ninth anniversary they have they vacation to a remote luxury rental complete with automated smart house features and integrated security after suspecting a nighttime intruder, however, they decide to flee, only become forcibly trapped inside by an all-encompassing technology. Then a voice tells them their entire movements are being watched, revealing intimate knowledge about their relationship. As events get more brutal and dehumanising, Emma and Henry must work together to uncover the truth and find a way out before it's too late. Hmm. Hmm. Black bit, black mirror. That one sounds. Do you think? Mm, yeah, there's, there's, it's a a dodgy, te- there's a dodgy picture on there as well. Yeah, she's holding some. Looks like a turkey baster. It looks like a fucking tattoo pen. <laughs> it does look like a I tattoo pen. I don't know. It sounds interesting, but I mean, these are the two first films that don't clash, so you get to watch them anyway. So they don't clash, so which is good. So the the, the second movie uh, of that day, and the last movie is called The Sinners. I think this one looks interesting. Um, so seven A-list students from a religious town get a lot more than they bargain for when they dabble in the occult, calling themselves the seven deadly sins. One of them confesses to wrongdoings to the local pastor and the stakes get raised. Suddenly fun games and sexy attic rituals. Ooh, <laughs> sounds right, Rocky. Cause one of them to end up dead. And the cat and mouse games begins. Who's killing them? And how will they ever get their perfectly innocent school lives back? So I think that sounds quite cool. That sounds very watchable. Yeah. And the picture looks cool. They're all wearing like creepy fucking weird masks. Oh, we like a, we like a creepy mask here mm. at Drawing Last Breath. Definitely. Well, what opens up on the uh, Thursday? We've got three 
options oh for the first movie. Uh, the first one at six o'clock is a film called Sacrifice, which has the hardest working lady, the first lady of horror, mm. um, of Fright Fest, and she's returning to in a movie called Sacrifice. She's a busy lady. She's in shit though. So we've got Barbara Crampton in this. Um, the After a death of his mother, New York-based Isaac and his pregnant wife Emma return to the Norwegian village on a remote island of his birth to deal with an unexpected inheritance. There they find themselves caught in a waking nightmare as an ancient frightening evil was awakened to claim the colour of madness in a, in a birthright of its own. So it looks like a fucking demon-esque sort of maybe a, maybe a monster movie. Mm. Maybe a monster movie. Don't know on that one, but it, it's got potential um, to be one to watch. Definitely. If Barbara Crampton, mate, if the, if the other two sound shit, this is the one we're watching. Yeah, yeah, true. And what the other one is, um, Stranger. So this is. I'm not even going to try and like uh, say the inspector's name, <laughs> uh, but some inspector whose track record in solving cases is unrevealed and is assigned the case of a mysterious disappearance of a team of six synchronized swimmers during their performance at a water water therapy clinic how could they suddenly vanish into thin air um yeah not sure about that one yeah we don't know we poo poo in that one it looks a bit i don't know okay so it's going to be i think it's going to be sacrifice sacrifice is winning at the moment barbara crampton versus what i'm just about to tell you and i think this one might have my vote Oh really? It's called the brain that wouldn't die. Okay, it's a a reimagining or um, bringing up to date of the original nineteen sixty two brain that wouldn't die. Um, it's a cult B movie from the sixties, dude. Um, they've colorized it, um, brought it up to now. Um, it's hunt for a new body continues in full color this time as the cheeky new version takes account of its forward thinking social issues from gender equality to body bodily autonomy to sexual repression and gives them a fresh coat of silly campaign if that doesn't sound fucking fun it does but i just think as well it could be on the kind of arty side so it could be like full-on art but i don't know by by i'm just i might be looking into that uh exactly um but yeah i don't it could be good yeah I, I'm I'm down with that. So you might have a fight between sacrifice and the brain that wouldn't die. Well, it's on you, mate. All right, <laughs> fucking bastard. He always says that. So then we come to the clash again, which is we've got three movies uh, in the nine o'clock-ish slot. So the first one is Dangerous to Know. So this is a world premiere uh, on the Zavi Discovery screen. Um so, best known for his award-winning uh, speculative sci-fi series, Post-Human, joined director David Simpson on an epic journey employing the Zygonic, is that how you spell it? Say it? Effect, a psychological consequence that continually resets the viewer's attention span by giving them their minds mis- uh, new mysteries to ponder. A troubled young woman recovers a suicide attempt and secluded cab- in a secluded cabin, but when a series of unexplained, terrifying incidents occur she realizes someone or something has a far darker future planned for her not sure about that one okay the next one looks maybe a bit more approach yeah. i like the title for it it's called the banishing mm. um and you know it's done by well it's done by mr chris smith so yes. 
obviously we've had a, a lot of uh, cool shit from this director mm. creep severance black De- black death triangle and detour oh, to name a few awesome fucking mage severance and creep well severance is fucking quality yeah yeah it is but triangle was good as well and you recommended creep creep's great um so this is a is pre-world war Two horror about the most haunted house in england Reverend Linus, his scandal-riven new wife, Marianne, and her daughter moved into a manor with a terrifying secret. When a vengeful spirit haunts the little girl and threatens to tear the family apart, they're forced to confront their beliefs and turn to black magic by seeking the help of famous occultist Harry Price or risk losing their daughter. Sounds good, that. Haunted house movie. Yeah. Bit poltergeist, maybe. Possibly. what I'm thinking in. Possibly, yeah. And then we've got the the nine thirty slots, which is the one last clash. It's simply called Dead, and it's a UK premiere, a laugh out loud comedy, uh, a buddy murder mystery with ghost marbles and hapless stoner. Uh, can see a hapless stoner that can see dead people thanks to the homemade drug. Officer Tag, a recently deceased wannabe supercop, is on the trail of a serial killer. So when Marbles' mum plans to sell the family farm. And the only way of buying it is taking the money offered by Tag in exchange for his help. And Marbles accepts. Oh, it's interesting. Do you know what? It just looks interesting. Do you know why? Do you know what country it's from? I know. I just had a look. Yeah. It's, a New Ze- it's and, from New Zealand. And they, they do some good <laughs> shit, man. And I bet it's one of those kind of sleepers that comes out and everybody's like, oh my God, did you see Dead? It's fucking hilarious. And it's this and it's that. This it's... versus Chris Smith though. This is a problem. Yeah, that's that's We've already got a problem. Exactly. <laughs> it's an issue. But, okay. Yeah. Dead. That's pretty much Dead versus uh, The Banishers. Yeah, it? I think so. That's going to be a difficult, difficult decision. Okay, well that's Thursday night. Mm. Now brings us to our first movie of Friday. A movie called Don't Look Back. Um, and it's from the creator of um, Final Destination franchise, mm. Jeffrey Reddick. Um, this is a thriller, thriller new take on a supernatural karma and its horrifying, her- horrific consequences. Caitlin Kramer is a young woman trying to overcome her traumatic past. Walking through the park one day, she sees a man brutally assaulted. But instead of becoming a good Samaritan like her, no one intervenes to stop the attack. Instead, they all start filming the shocking event with their smartphones. Uh, recording every bloody um, every bloody detail. You know, does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Soon, the uncaring witnesses find themselves targeted by someone or something out for revenge. Can Caitlin avoid her inevitable fate? Interesting. That's a bit of a social co- context. Mm. Mm. Could be forced down your throat, but we don't know. Naughty. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one we've got is um, on the Horror Channel screen is The Returned. Uh, again, UK premiere... It's an Argentinian film, so it's from a writer-director that has been at Fright Fest before uh, with a thriller, uh, but she returns with her most astonishing and shocking horror to date, a period drama unlike any other in the place and of the place of South America. And the time is 1919. The indigenous people of the Guarani tribe has either been exterminated or reduced to servitude. So I'm not sure about this one. It might not be our kind of thing. 1919, you know, pretty full on. Not sure about that one, mate. Not I mean, I'm not even going to go into the... This is going to be a hard a hard one for us. You know, the early doors, 
So these movies, with there's there's a Japanese horror for the next one, which Japanese horrors might be okay. It's called I just don't like the title, <laughs> Women of Women of the Photographs. I mean, it doesn't sound fucking very good, and <laughs> I don't really want to read that the synopsis. To be honest, it just sounds like a load of shit. So I don't think that right. one's going to be on my on my list to go and watch. It'll probably be like the best film of the festival. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't bring myself to even read it. Just look, it just sounded boring mm. to me. So I'm sorry, I'm I'm not going to read you. That's that one. cool. So we go on to the three kind of three o'clock slots. So the first one of that is the Pale Door. I like the sound of this, if I'm honest. Uh, the legendary Dalton gang battles a coven of bloodthirsty witches in a hybrid Western horror with gunfights and gore. After a gang leader Duncan reluctantly recruits a straight arrow young brother, Jake to participate in the next great train robbery he's seriously wounded when the heist goes sideways so i don't know that looks, that looks quite cool um 18 rating as well looks like it could be a gory one i am very up for that one this next one's got a funny fucking picture <laughs> it's cool and it's got a great name called breeders so why would you not want to go and watch a film called breeder so mm-hmm. breeder breeder or breeders don't know breeder Breeder or breeders? Breeder. Breeder or breeders. We don't know yet. But as a renowned health supplement company run by a ruthless businesswoman is selecting and abducting young women as part of an experiment biohacking babies DNA to enable her clients to reverse the aging process. When Mia goes to investigate, she finds herself trapped, branded and tortured in a grim underground facility. Familiar faces start to appear and she realises she's not alone in this. Can she somehow find Inner Scrimp and escape a nightmare? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I think the Pale Door might be winning. Yeah, but the, the next film on that slot, I've heard a lot about this, and I've seen it ram down my throat on Facebook quite a lot. I don't know about you. <clears throat> um, so this is called Tailgate. So a Dutch duel with a furious bite. Apparently Hans is a self-confident cocksure man who decides to visit his parents on the other side of the country, with his wife and his two young daughters along for the ride. The road trip goes well, until a road-raging traffic fight with a weird van driver causes a major family upset. I'm not sure about this one. I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. I'm not sure. I, I don't know about you. But, yeah. You know, in the likes of Jewel, Jeepers Creepers, Just sounds like Car Chase sort car of thing. Chasey kind Wolf of Creek mouse, maybe. Though. Don't know. Yeah. Could be good though. It could be good. Could this be. one versus, I think this one versus the Pale Door for me. I think Pale Door is winning that one just slightly. I like I like the sound of that. Okay, so the next one is a clear winner in my opinion. But the other, but there's this is a hard, this is going to be a hard choice between the next three mm, movies. The first one is um, the owners, and it's got the seventh Doctor Who, Sylvester McCoy, and swinging sixties icon. Rita Tushingham take on Maisie Williams, Aya Stark in Game of Thrones. She's having a phenomenal time at the moment. She is banging them out. Fucking two weeks, uh, two weeks to to die or two weeks notice or something like that that she's in. It's fucking great on Sky Atlantic. Um, in the home invasion horror adapted from the graphic novel, um, one night in one night in 1990s rural England, a retired couple find their isolated house besieged by a gang of young criminals the thieves think it'd be easy to make them give up their secrets of their safe but they have no idea what nightmare they've gotten themselves into as they fight to escape the house alive it's got like don't breathe house the last house on the left i don't know 
Okay, um, so that brings us on to the next movie, which, you know, it's going to be a hard decision, mate, because this one is Babysitter Must Die. So it's a world premiere um, when a mustard, a mustard scout, I don't even know what that is, faces a life or death test. Will she have what it takes to survive? Babysitter Josie Jane just found the perfect hiding spot for a game of hide and seek with the child in her care. Seconds later, the family home is invaded by a pack of brutal cultists. Could be good. Black and white, though. <laughs> hey, Clerks was black and white, mate. True. That's our favourite movie of ever. True. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. And then this is the third offering. Mm. Where So, again, this looks pretty good. Concrete Plans. Not the best title out of the three. High in the remote Welsh mountains, five builders are brought together to renovate a sprawling old farmhouse. Housed in mouldy porter cabins, tensions soon simmer amongst the men between their self-entitled aristocratic homeowner, world-weary old tiner Dave and his kindly foreman Bob try to keep the peace, but his nephew Steve, his nephew Steve falls under the ma- ma- malign, malign, malign influence of Bigot Jim. The pair taking a dislike to the Ukrainian victor. Mm. As the weather closes in, the pavements are late. As the weather closes in and the payments are late, tempers fray, blood is spilled as the blue-collar men are confronted with an increasingly dark spiral of moral choices. Jim makes an astonishing proposition. Interesting. I don't know about that. Sounds a bit boring. <laughs> Sounds like a bit lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I'm not this, sure. I fit these three movies, next movies, I think are going to be the hardest decision of the whole weekend. I think you're correct. Because the first one, this is a nine o'clock slot for these three movies is called The Reckoning. Now, this one is by uh, uh, a man you might know, as a man you might know called Neil Marshall, that obviously did Descent, Dog Soldiers, Doomsday and Centurion. So I don't know about this one because this one is called Reckoning and it's set in England, 1665. Mm, Bit of an era one. Um, a frenzy of fear distraught and death desperate and terrified the population turns to a superstition the catholic church taking cruel advantage of the grim witch hunting opportunities presented recently widow grace haverstock and her uh, is at her wit's end when her landlord attempts to force her into paying debts with sexual favors um yeah the poster looks fucking awesome and it's neil marshall (laughs) yeah that's that's the two plus points it's got. The synopsis, yeah. I know what you're saying. And then we've got the next one. It's called uh, Butchers. Which Is it about your family? If we don't watch Butchers, then I'm afraid that we're this podcast might end. <laughs> um, so let's see what Butchers is about, shall we? <laughs> After their car breaks down, four youths, love a ute, find themselves stranded in the middle of nowhere. One pair stays with the car, while the other four, pa- the other pair, head off to find help. Little do they know, they are being watched by a family of sadistic butchers, not related, <laughs> who have retreated to the backwards. And from the deep freeze of winter to the dog days of summer, anyone who crosses their path is dead meat. Soon the friends are tied up in their wooden outhouse, being kept fresh, and have little time to escape before it's t- their turn on the chopping block. Sounds it's Canadian, sounds fun, sounds mm. interesting, sounds very... The Hills of Eyes, uh, Eden Lake sort of thing. I don't know. Mm, don't maybe. Know. <clears throat> but then, 
This is where it gets even harder. I know. The third choice, which is a movie called Spare Parts. Now, I've got to be honest, out of the three, this is probably right slap bang for us. So it's a UK premiere, and it's in a godforsaken bar in the middle of nowhere. An all-girl punk band, Miss, Miss 45, rip the stage apart with their anarchy spirit. Their performance impresses an enthusiastic fan who lures the girls into a trap, sedates them, and starts customising them. The four wake up with an axe, drill, or chainsaw attached to one of their arms, and they are forced to fight in a gladiator-style arena. So this could be fucking amazing, (laughs) or it could be complete and utter It could be like Turbo Kid, Mm. is what I'm thinking, and that's what makes me want to pick this one. Yeah, it could be. Um, Yeah. It could do. I mean, you know that the, the mask film that we saw last Riot Fest? It gives me a little bit of that as well because I think it's distributed by the same people as well. So it could be interesting. It's, again, it's Canadian. It's Canadian as well. So yeah, that, that could be. I think this is our pick. I think this might be the winner. So we shall mm. see. But hot on Saturday. We've got a couple of offerings. The first choice is um, the, the the short film showcase. We're not going to run down all the short films for no, you. I think that that's uh, available all the time, I think, anyway. The, sure. the next one, I mean, The World We Knew, Gangsters versus Ghosts in a Neo-Film Noir and dark existent- with a dark existentialist twist. <laughs> a mile-wide a streak of hypnotic originality... An exclusive soundtrack by the cult French band The Liminalis. Don't know who the fuck that is. After a job goes bad, six armed robbers must spend a single night in a deserted safe house. But during their stay, their past come back to haunt them, and men find themselves fighting for their lives in their sanity. What is real, and what is the product of their tormented minds? And is it guilt or ghosts that will finally push them over the edge? Ah, the poster looks shit. Is my <laughs> problem with this one. Um. I don't know. Mm. Yes, I don't know. But then, then, there's a film called Heckle, starring Steve Guttenberg. Motherfucker, are you serious? Yeah. So Joe Johnston, at the top of his stand-up comic game, decides to share a Halloween weekend away with a group of friends. They decide to go on a theme, uh, a 1980s retro party, and jokishly suggest that if they get drunk and high and behave badly enough, hopefully they'll attract their own psycho killer. The joke is suddenly very much on them, though, as they turn and reach their grisly demise at the hands of the heckler, an uninvited guest out to turn their nostalgic horror movie fantasy into a terrifying reality before delivering an unforgettable punchline. The fucking goop, man. Exactly. Unbelievable. And it's going to be like life imitating art, like (laughs) 80s and all that shit, isn't it? It's just, that could be a really good watch. I think that's an easy easy pick, isn't it, for that that Mm. section? Mm. Um... For the Sake of Vicious is the next one. And this is the two o'clock slot. Yeah. Mm. Canadian. Again, there are lots of Canadian it's horror. It's out, yeah, they're Canadians. It's Halloween night and Nurse Romania just wants to relax after a hard day. Suddenly. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> suddenly all hell breaks loose when desperate Chris breaks into breaks in demanding angry justice for wrongdoing from the past. The crazed intruder, intruder is owed a debt of blood and wants a mystery confession from his hostage. Then, just as suddenly, a band of masked mercenaries invade the house, causing even more mayhem. 
New alliances will be tested as the occupants struggle to survive a night marked by death. Loaded with guts and gore, here's the eye-grazing splatter roller coaster head-on collision to leave you begging for more. 81 minutes. Ooh. That sounds good. Oh, could do. Could be. And then, <clears throat> after, well, clashing with that is... Uh, the alien on stage. I don't know if many people have heard this, but it's basically a a school in America. Is it America? I think it was um, made. Uh, I don't know. UK, is it? I don't it's know. UK, isn't it? Oh, is it UK? I didn't know that. Okay. So they basically did a stage version of Alien, which was like you know well documented in the news and stuff. And they've actually filmed it. So you read about it in the news. Now live the story of the Dorset bus drivers who, whose amateur dramatics group created a serious stage adaptation of the sci-fi horror classic Alien. Despite, despite finding uh, uh, ingenious solutions to pay homemade homage, the show was a crushing flop. But fate suddenly had them whisked from their village hall to a London theatre to perform their... Uh, accidental comedy masterpiece for one night only. So I mean that that sounds interesting, but I can see that coming on something, you know. What I mean, mm. like to, to to watch, but it would be quite cool to see something like that. That's why I think that first one sounds a little bit mm. maybe more what we're going to watch. Or is it going to be the next? Or is it going to be Cyst? A film called Cyst. Cyst mm. sounds very um, sort of Cronenberg, but we'll mm. see. Say hello, say hello to director Tyler Russell. Who is about to make all 60s monster movies fanatics zipper suited and lousy special effects dreams come true. It's the early 1960s and a small town doctor invents a machine that uses laser technology to re- remove skin abnormalities. He pulls out all the stops to make sure his final chance to get the patent on his get garner plants goes smoothly. But his nurse thinks the contraption is dangerous and not ready. The struggle between the two causes the apparatus to malfunction, creating a giant cyst monster that goes on a bloody rampage. I mean, fuck me, I'm sold. I <laughs> know, oh, I knew you would be. Oh, right. dude, like, I'm done. That's it fine. sounded a bit shit until the very last line. Dude, done. It's not done. That's 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 decided. Oh, God. Is it going to be a Paul Butcher special where the one you decide is, is, is we, terrible? We're going to have to sit down and, uh, and fight this out at some mm, point, you yeah. know, in the next... We've got it because we've got to pick them. Yeah, I'll let you go with that, mate. I'll let you have that one. You can have that. I'll, you know, you can have that one. But if it's shit, well, it's your you can fault. have spare parts then. <laughs> hey, hey, don't put that on me, mate. Don't put that on me. Um, and then we've got our kind of four o'clock slot. Uh, first one up for that is the UK premiere of Blood Harvest, folklore horror. I love a bit of folk folklore horror, to be honest. Bringing with unsettling atmosphere and haunting imagery, writer director Thomas Robert Lee's dark coming of age shocker. Is the bewitching surprise of the year. Young Audrey Earnshaw and her mother live covertly as occultists on the outskirts of a remote Protestant village. Um, having to go on to enormous, enormous lengths to hide Audrey's existence from the superstitious community due to her secret birth, Agatha is mortified when the local mourner catches sight of her offspring. So, I don't know. Sounds that I like a, a good uh, kind of you know film like that. So it sounds like a nice sort of thing. But yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. You 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 can you can have that one if you don't want to watch this. The next movie on uh, offer on the Sat Saturday is a film called Benny Loves You. Now you know we know. Remember a couple of years ago when I picked 
that beautiful movie. What was it called? The fucking stop animation. So good you can't even remember. Yeah. Chuck Steele. Chuck Steele, man. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck this is about. Benny loves you. Okay. <laughs> God. Um, we've got a... We've, I don't know. Puppet horror. Puppet, we got a puppet horror coming our way. Okay, so where Chucky meets fatal attraction, it's described as. After the accidental death of his parents, Jack must sell his family home and start a new life. Clean out the house, Jack trashes his family belongings, including his beloved childhood stuffed animal, Benny. It's a move that turns lethal as Benny springs to life with one goal in mind. Protect Jack at all costs, even if the price is death. Yeah, not sold on that, mate. I'll watch it. Oh, yeah, you would watch it. But, I don't know, the next one, I think, looks really good. It's uh, called Dune Drifter, and it's a world premiere, and basically it's made by Mark Price, the guy that did that um, movie Colin, the low-budget Colin, um, for 50 quid, apparently. Well, he's back with a bigger budget for an ongoing battle for humanity when a group of rookie space fighter pilots Facing an armada of unbeatable enemy ships when the trainee pilot and her mortality wounded gunner are shot down. They crash land on a nearby planet and the enemy craft offers the chance of spare parts to fix her ship. But then she spots another survivor, the enemy alien soldier, with no intention of letting her escape. I think that sounds fucking cool. A little bit different, a bit sci-fi Sci-fi, yeah. Yeah, I think that we That could be a different one for the weekend. Go for that and break it up a little bit maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. That's that sounds interesting. I mean, maybe a little bit more budget than fifty quid. Yeah. All right. Then we go on to a bit of the evening, the first evening movie. Oh. Film called Broil, which has a very familiar face in it. Um, see, the last time I saw him was in uh, Sons of Anarchy, fighting jacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's from the producer of It Follows, a fairy tale about a family with a monstrous secret. Bored Chance Sinclair is sentenced to live with his with her dr- draconian grandfather august after a violent incident at a school locked in a fairy tale about a family with a monstrous secret bored chance sinclair is sentenced to live with her draconian bored chance sinclair is sentenced to live with her draconian grandfather august after a violent incident at school locked inside the sprawling sinclair estate Charles begins to question the source of a family's immense wealth and power. When a scheming mother hires a troubled chef to poison August, the family's monstrous secrets are revealed over one bloody night. Every soul is up for grabs as gay night gets underway and Chance learns that being part of the family is blood in and blood out proposition. Do you hear a little bit of, uh, you know, ready or not in there? Yeah, it is a bit, but I hate it when they have to start with from the producer of It Follows. That worries me. It's just like, whenever do that, it's like, we're going to try and reel you in with this amazing movie. Just because it's the producer, it doesn't mean shit. It's called Broil, by the way. Broil. Mm. Mm. Broil. Um, next one and this slot is Redwood Massacre Annihilation. Not sure about this one. Uh, this is a horror channel world premiere. 20 years ago at the infamous Redwood Farm, the owner went mad and killed his family and himself. Shroud and urban legend... Ever since a stranded obsessed, um, a stranger obsessed with unsolved redwood murders convinces a group of 
bereaved family members bereaved sorry bereaved family members to venture into the wilderness in hope of pro- pro- proving the existence of the well, I, I just don't know about this one <laughs> burlap man sack you know you've given up haven't you okay well in that case let me just move on it's to... english though and it's got daniel harris in it which right. is quite cool but she has not been in stuff for a while and obviously you know from halloween franchise so yeah i don't know it could be good it could be good or or we go for the alien abduction embryo so this is a fucking delicious deliriously twisted tale of alien insemination cannibalism and true love i mean fuck me come on <laughs> the film's called embryo kevin and his girlfriend are camping in the woods when she is abducted and impregnated by otherworldly beings i mean i don't think i even need to carry on that's sold it really isn't it? okay that's done right. isn't it Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. If that's what you want. I'm done. It's Spanish. It's uh, it's it's a Spanish horror. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm good. Boom. Um, and then we go to our last film of the day. Um, last three films. So the first one is Relic, uh, which is um not the 1990s museum movie. No, no not that one. No. <laughs> Uh, first time writer director Natalie Eric James crafts an unforgettable new spin on the Haunted House movie when her elderly mother Edna 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 inexplicably vanishes daughter Kay and granddaughter Sam rush to their families to Cane Country home finding clues of her increase in dementia scattered around the house seems like a bit of a long winded one Mm, not sure about that the next two might make it up for this. I mean, yeah. like especially the last one that you get to read out in a minute. But I've got I've got one uh, here called Hosts, um, and it's about it's about when a family invites their neighbours, a sweet young couple, over to celebrate Christmas Eve, and some very happy personal news. They do not realise that their dinner guests had just become hosts to a malicious entity hell bent on taking over the world. And soon the family find themselves fighting for their lives in a night of unimaginable her- uh, terror. Like the strangers, at the festive season with an out, out otherworldly twist, Host is a simmering sci-fi thriller where the palpable tension of a singular event bellies on an even more sinister takeover on a global scale. Ooh, it tickles me. Mm, tickles, tickles me. Tickles the gooch. Tickles me. Oh, we've got... The next one, which is Let's Scare Julie, which is a European premiere. Emma has recently moved in with her cousin, Taylor, after her father's untimely death, the victim of a prank by Taylor's friend. Emma ups the ante by planning to scare the mysteriously reclusive girl who lives across the street. All they know is Julie's alone in the house and rumoured, uh, and is rumoured haunted after a little boy vanished years ago. But what starts as a simple plan becomes a nightmare of wrong choices with horrific results and surprising horror. Mm, cleverly filmed in one in- uninterrupted continuous take. Oh, we like a bit of art. Mm, so once the camera started rolling, it never stopped until the shocking end. I'm up for that. I'm quite up for that one. Yeah. I like the sound of hosts, but Let's Scare Julie sounds fucking Sounds interesting, awesome. doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like it could be one of those films. You might know? have to toss a coin on that one, I don't know. So we're on to Sunday. Wow. The last day. This is it's a fun-filled day. And we kick it off <laughs> in true Sunday style with a movie called Scavenger. And it's basically described as Mad Max meets Natural Born Killers in a slice of cruel sci-fi action horror from Argentina. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't even need to read the rest really, but it's in a post-apocalyptic future. 
done. Hmm. Where the sky appears to be as rusty as the stolen vehicles, sold. The broken down social landscape has been devastated by disease and economic crisis. Mad Mac. Oh, come on. Trisha is an organ trafficker and ignores the sweet, ridden faces of fear every time she stabs a human being to steal their body parts. But the money she raises for a steely purpose to find the whereabouts of the brutal cartel that murdered her family and wreck havoc. I mean, what was that fucking movie that we watched? The digital one. Was it a digital one? It was like um, stuck in the desert, post-apocalyptic. And there was like a babe, there was like a cult and stuff like that. Do you remember what the fuck that was called? No? Did I watch that by yeah. myself? Might have watched that one by yourself, mate. I swear to God, that was like this like last Fright Fest. Okay, and then this is going to be a hard choice again. That does, you know, I'll give it to you, that does look really cool. But I did really want to see the stylist because I've heard loads of good things about this. Because um, it's a film come from, it was a short and now it's a full length film. Um, and this was backed by the public as well and a backing campaign thing. Uh, everyone dreams of being someone else, but for Claire, that dream goes from an obsession to a living nightmare. Her job as a hairstylist allows her to move through other people's worlds, but when the right target sits in a chair, she does more than observe the client's life. She ends it and keeps a permanent souvenir. Her lonely life, meticulously method and shocking secrets are suddenly thrown into turmoil, when her regular client, Olivia, asks her to style her hair for her wedding. So, yeah, that's that. It sounds, it, I, I really want to see the stylist, but Scavenger is probably way more up our street. Yeah, that movie I was thinking about was called The Bad Batch. Oh, yeah, that was on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Fucking yes. great movie. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. sounds similar, man. Yeah, it's got so. a mate boy in it, isn't it? Well, uh, Drogo and Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> Um, for some reason, that, we, that one could have been a fucking podcast butte. Mm. Oh, well. What did you just do, the stylist? Yes. Right, so the third... Yeah, I'm off- glad you were listening. Yeah. The third, <laughs> third offering... Stylist sounds gash. gash uh, anyway, so I, I checked it out. That's so bad. It really, it really sounds, sounds so bad. But anyway... <laughs> I do not condone what he says. <laughs> the next one's called funeral, The Funeral Home. Argentina. Uh, Argentina. I can see Argentina. Argentina. Argentina smashing them. Yeah, they've got a couple game. of them. I mean, them in is Canada. because these, these places are not in lockdown or something? They're Fuck just man. banging out movies. Yeah. Think you've seen it all when it comes to haunted house and possession movies? Well, think again. As you delve into de- deb- debut director, Moro Ivan Ojeda's harsh and heartbreaking Argentine horror. Bernardo is an undertaker running his mortuary business in the same house where he resides. Up front are his clients... In the back is dysfunctional family, lives among coffins, reefs, and mischievous supernatural entities that visit on a daily basis. They attribute these paranormal manifestations to dead bodies, but finding the real source of all this madness becomes their quest, even if they find terrifying truths as well. That sounds bonkers. Mm. That yes. sounds that sounds interesting, but not not twisted my nipple as much as Scavenger. Cool. Wow. Then we get onto the two o'clock slots. Um, and the first one, I know you want to see this. <laughs> but I think if we're going to watch Scavenger, then we're going to go from one batshit movie to another batshit movie. What a is, fucking day! Which is Slacks. I know you're into a lot of shit, mate. But anyway, <clears throat> UK premiere, the on-trend couture horror comedy of the year at Canadian Cotton Clothiers. The flagship store staff is preparing for Monday Madness. For joining the range of supposedly organic, uh, GMO-free, fair trade, 
ethically sourced tops and bottoms for the eagerly awaited new line of super shaper design jeans. Firmly activated denim that adapts to your body any size. But one pair has been accidentally soaked in a sweatshop blood and wants revenge on their hipster customers brought to the store by a hot social media influencer, Peyton Jules. Get ready for the tightest fitting bloodbath in horror history, guaranteeing to clean up in every aisle. Sounds fucking insane. I've seen the trailer and it just looks like like rubber. It's not going to be like that Aqua Aqua Slash Slash. where there's just like nothing involved until the very end. I don't think so. Uh, It's killer genes, mate. It can't can't be. That one's on you. What's the next one? I mean, the, the other option is this Mexican offering. Um, looks interesting. Uh, Origin Unknown, it's called. Uh, Frightfest premiered director Roberto Castaneda's KM31 in 2007 before it was acclaimed as the number one box office Mexican horror of all time. He's back with another stunning, innovative, dark action fantasy. When a former drug runner tries to buy his way out of the cartels, he expects trouble, bringing his family into a safe house surrounded by armed guards. A little girl breaches the perimeter. Not long after bringing her in, a group of unknown assailants with near mystical powers come after her. And it quickly seems that an armoured compound filled with soldiers might not be enough. Sounds great. Sounds Mm. fun. Sounds fancy. But it's not killer genes. So, (laughs) moving on. So, only two films at each time to choose from on this this day. Yeah. So. Um, So, yeah, go on. Next one we've got is the 5pm slot. There are three films on this 5pm slot. Um, The first one is Honeydew. Uh, I think this sounds quite cool, actually. It's been a rough night for Sam and Riley. Taking a backwards road trip. First they are kicked off a campsite. Then their car breaks down. Looking for help, the couple couple ring the doorbell of an isolated house owned by Karen, a a peculiar older woman who lives with her even stranger son, Gunny. Waiting for someone to arrive to fix their ride, Karen offers them something to eat, and that's when Sam and Riley's night shifts from exasperating to a whole new screaming nightmare. So, twisted violence and macabre humour introducing an unforgettable new um, horror villain. Mm. Could be blind all over again, mate. Mm. Can't really wait. (laughs) Or, we've got a film called Caveat. Mm. I think it's called Caveat. That's correct, yeah. A stunningly unique feature debut from Damien McCarthy, director of the Fight for Us 2008 short film He Dies at the End. Good title. A lone drifter, Isaac, suffering from partial memory loss, accepts a strange job from his old landlord, Barrett, to look after his niece, Olga. A psychologically troubled woman living in an abandoned house on an isolated island, okay? When Barrett convinces Isaac to confine his movements to the house with a harness contraption and leaves the two of them alone. A game of cat and mouse ensues with Isaac fighting to survive amid the terrifying resurgence of his own memory. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting little poster there. There's a little mouse with a with a drum. Yeah. yeah Not really sure really. what to think of that to be honest. Well we've got a last choice of the three which is Lucky which again sounds pretty cool. Um, UK premiere Imitation Girl director Natasha Kamani returns with a script by writer star Bria Grant. And Bria Grant being attached to it, that's good. Mm. A creator of 12 Hour Shift, firmly rooted in distressing current issues, comes a potent metaphor for our disturbing times. Luck isn't with self help author Maya Raya, 
Lately, her books aren't selling, and when a masked intruder breaks into the house, she shares with husband, no one seems to be concerned. Even the cons- consenting investigating cop says says she's lucky things she don't go worse. But then they do, as the attacker keeps appearing and continuing to, continue to terrorise. Yep. The, you know, house invasion kind of uh, kind of looks like a revenge type movie. Maybe mm. not sure. I don't know if it's just going to be like one of those all been done before kind of movies, but you never know. You never know. Well, we got to choose what to close this on. I mean, uh, we... well, we all know what we're going to close it on. Do we? Kind of... I mean, okay. Well, I might have an argument here. Go I on. feel, but the Try, night. But the... I'm going to win this. Okay, the nights before Christmas. <laughs> I mean, sounds fucking incredible. Uh, sleigh bells ring are you glistening with blood when a series of murders in the yuletide season are found to be linked fbi special agent natalie parker is tasked with tracking a pair of psychotic serial killers but she soon discovers the couples are not only crazy having met and escaped from an asylum for the criminally insane but base their personas on santa and mrs claus as christmas approaches they slaughter their way through their special naughty list playing a cat and mouse game with the fbi and leaving the trail of blood blood Bloody bodies in the wake. I mean, that sounds fucking fun and bonkers. Um, I'm in, but what else is on offer, man? <laughs> well, there is the closing film of the festival. Uh, is the third instalment of a franchise, uh, and it's called Skyline Three S. Is that right? It's Skyline. Yeah, Sky. Yeah, but it's called, like the title of it is Skyline Three S. I mean, I like. The other movies, I gotta be. As I love them. I think they're fucking great. And I'm... Pre- pleasure. The second one is even better than the first. I thought. Got Franco Gr- Franco Grillo in. Yeah. So I mean, to be honest, I'm not bothered if we watch the other one because I think this one will get a wide release anyway. It'll probably go on Netflix or something or Amazon. It will definitely get released. So I know I'm going to watch it eventually. So, um, so it's a closing night film, world premiere, and it's the first and uh, it's uh, first and. Uh, extraterrestrial force threatened to swallow Earth's entire population. Then a driven detective embarked on a relentless pursuit to free his son from a nightmarish alien warship. Now comes the thrilling third entry to the epic sci-fi Skyline franchise, once again written and directed by co-creator Liam O'Donnell. Captain Rose Corley as extraterrestrial superpowers, meaning she is the only person powerful enough to vanquish the alien marauders when a virus threatens to turn Earth to unfriendly alien hybrids against humans. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be as kind of like, you know, the last one was like, had a lot of like Kung Fu fighting and stuff like that. I don't know if this is, is going to have the same sort of thing because it doesn't seem to have those names attached. So I don't think it's going to be as good as the second one, if I'm honest. I own Skyline on DVD. <laughs> yeah, a dodgy 3D cover. I one. fucking loved it. I did enjoy it, and I did enjoy the second one with Frank Grillo, but I don't I know. I think I enjoyed the second one more. I it don't just had know. had a lot of fighting in it, a lot of martial arts. Well, it had stuff. um guys from uh, Umbak in as well, didn't it? No, the Raid. It had the Raid crew in it as well in Skyline It's got too. the guy out of the Raid, yeah. yeah. He's in one of them, yeah. That's um, what I mean. This, this one doesn't look like it's got that element. Yeah. Uh, so I'd quite happily watch The Nights Before Christmas. I'm cool with that. It's a Christmas horror yeah, movie. Christmas, it's it? a Christmas so. horror movie. It's a, it might be fun. be a nice way to end the um, festival. But and re- that, sir, is the rundown. Well, we've got a bit of bit of fighting to do, a bit of discussions to do, I think, and, and decision-making over the next couple of days. So we're going to have to have a little proper chat. Sure. And then we can book them, because we need to book them, don't we? 
Yes. Yes. All right, cool. Well, that was our Fright Fest discussion. They're the movies that are on offer, and then we'll bring you whatever we do in uh, two weeks' time. Absolutely. Right then, let's move on to our movie from the vault. You're never too old to play with dolls. Until you're dead. Dolls. From legendary director Stuart Gordon, we are bringing you the amazing 1987 dolls. A group of people stopped by a mansion during a storm and discover two magical toy makers and their haunted collection of dolls. I mean, I've been waiting a long time to watch this. I'm a big fucking doll doll horror fan. Love fucking Chucky. Love blow up dolls. Love blow up dolls. Demonic toys, you know, Papa Master. This was one that I've been waiting for. You know, it's it's one I've been wanting to watch for a while. Matt bought it for me, bought it for me a long, long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago, yeah. Sitting in cellophane. <laughs> and he actually came round to celebrate us getting it out and put and it on DVD. And then we watched the movie. And then we watched it. Um... <laughs> Stars Ian Patrick Williams as David Bauer, Carolyn Purdy Gordon um, as Rosemary Bauer, and Carrie Lorraine as Judy Bauer. The Bowers. Relatively small cast, mm. which is quite good for today. Um, there's only, you know, the two toy makers, a couple of punk girls, and uh, a big kid, really, that are asking it. And apart from the fucking hundreds and hundreds of dolls, <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's important to note the doll effects were done by david allen who's got a fucking fistful of uh, visual effects under his belt including the howling so he's got a fucking big big cv so stabby 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 dolls fun stabby 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 dolls indeed yeah this is the first you, you established this is the first time you yeah, watched I it wasn't thought it i'd seen it but i don't know why but um yeah i hadn't i hadn't seen it at all like, I was surprised because I just for some reason I thought I had, but I hadn't. Lots of pin opportunity, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about I that. I don't know, but they're they're like old classic dolls. You know, none of, they've all got their. You know, there's there's no like outstanding um, personality like you know you'd get like from Dolly Dearest or like Chucky. So you know, it's not really franchisable, but the fucking the you know the amount are they're fucking brilliant little things and they've got these weird little eyes um it's just fun isn't it yeah i had fun it's all right it's okay i mean it's okay it's it's uh, you know i I know stuart gordon is a freaking legend i mean this isn't for me one of his best movies i have seen um uh, you know it's 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 an interesting movie and i think again if i'd seen it when i was a kid i probably would have been again it would have been one of those movies that i would have been probably freaked out by a bit um seeing it with fresh eyes now um i enjoyed it and but i think i enjoyed it for different reasons i think it was just good stabby fun i think um i, I kept on thinking how many of these bastards could i take on at one time because that seemed to be a common theme you know they sort of getting they're really, really like using the numbers mm. game. There's not like one stalking, yeah. There's fucking loads every which way you go. Yeah, yeah. And you know the <laughs> the amount of like little nicks and stuff like that you can get. It's phenomenal. One of the punk girls, bless her, she has a good old. She gives them a good old kick in mm. at one stage until until the tin soldiers come come back at her. Yeah, she has a good go. There's a classic scene in here. 
there was that when when everyone sort of mentions dolls, they mention the whole dream sequence at the start. What did you think about that initial scene? I thought it was quite clever because I thought I thought it was actually real. Um, so I was kind of like, um, kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool, like a dream sequence, kind of or a daydream sequence, if you will. Uh, I thought it was quite cool and it was quite effective because it was like, oh, cool, they're not going down that road. That's cool. That's yeah, I really like that. It was a good visual effect, like mm. from the, the the bear coming through the teddy and then ripping the fucking parents up. The only thing that disappointed me about it was the fact that it was a dream. <laughs> I, I, I think like if if his teddy had come alive and ripped those fucking parents uh, up in front of him, I I thought that would have been groundbreaking. <laughs> that would have been awesome, but they, it was a, it was a little daydream. Because <laughs> after his, uh, I mean, he's got his shit stepmother. He's got, he's just a narky cow, isn't she? Well, the the the, the girl, um, her parents are assholes, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Well, it's not her mum, is it? No, it's a it's a stepmum. She's a fucking bitch. Mm, Stuart Gordon's very nice parents. <laughs> no, it's not Stuart Gordon's wife. Is it? Yeah, Sorry. I think it was. Yeah, the, yeah, the mum is Stuart Stuart. Gordon's wife. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of funny. She plays a good bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's got some weird co- like comedy elements in it as well. Kind of like the the kind of guy that picks up the two English punks that we didn't think were English to start with, but they, they are actually. They just do really bad kind of like Cockney, Cockney, accents. Cockney accents and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and then they and Ralph, the guy that picks them up, is like an American tourist, obviously somewhere like having a look around the English countryside or whatever. Which is really weird. Um, and yeah, the way they stumble across. I love the way that everybody just fucking walks in these these two people's home. Just, you know, it's raining. They just let themselves in their, their fucking house. So, oh, come on in. No, not the door. It's all right. They just fucking walk in. They get met with a shotgun to start with, though. A shotgun and a smile, which I thought yeah. was quite nice. And the second lot, they just walk straight in. Like yeah. it's their fucking house. I, I thought like, they were. I thought he, Ralph was with their kid at one stage or something oh, like right, that. Okay. That's, that. They were so comfortable. <laughs> yeah it's just like they didn't really say anything did they they're like uh, excuse me but yeah but we get four we get four good deaths in this movie mm-hmm. you know um, the first one being one of the punk girls who's uh, got some light fingers bless her and they're not having any of uh, any of that so they start you know ramming her head against a wall I mean when you think about it as well the kills they they, they they kind of kill people that kind of deserve it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. They don't really kill anybody that's they not sort, an arsehole. Yeah, they sort of like anyone that's a real grown-up is yeah. is got a target. And these girls were... I mean, what the, you sort of felt sorry for the other girl, maybe, because she wasn't really didn't want to do any of the thieving. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, she kicked her... She kicked, retaliated. She retaliated she, and she got taken out by some tin soldiers' guns, which was quite interesting. Little little things. Uh the the mum's death was probably the, the star of the show. Quite gruesome. Really interesting because I don't know what the, the the way she took a dive through that window to get away from him, I think was spectacular. It was good. It was funny. You never saw her land. Yeah. But she just took a fucking swan dive through that window. It's absolutely fantastic to watch. Because it's like she saw she just had nowhere else to go. <laughs> She's on the second floor, I'm gonna fucking dive through that window. That was weird. Uh, how many, uh, how many of those dolls do you reckon you could probably kick the shit out of? I don't know. It all depends, doesn't it? What they're tooled up with. Well, they're all pretty taught... scared of the tin soldiers. If their guns are that fucking hard, well, she... but you just charge it. I mean, I reckon I could take a good at twenty of them on, just like punching them, kicking them, ripping yeah. their heads off and shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe. I reckon an in- I could take on an infinite amount of those dolls. Mm. I like. I like. I tell you one bit. I did like. I liked when there's a bit where they're smashing the dolls up. Uh, I think it might be. Oh yeah, it's the 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 girl. I think one of the punk girls. And she's smashing them up and they're breaking and they're like little kind of aliens like like ghoulies sort of thing yeah right? like demons inside or whatever that was quite effective i thought it's quite cool um some of the stop go animations a bit i think is a little bit comedic um i, I don't know if that's supposed to be maybe i'm missing a point uh, i don't know but it was a little bit iffy in places it just for me it didn't it doesn't hold up that well but there are some funny comedic things when the dolls start talking and shit. Yeah, and, and little Judy holds, holds her own, you know, the kid actor. She's <laughs> yeah. fucking kind of annoying, but in a, in a good way. And really yeah. kind of cutesy. But yeah, she's cool with a little toy Judy, with, you know, punch that she keeps on carrying around. Yeah. Fucking comes to life and starts fighting the dad. <laughs> That's a great scene. It's so, so fucking It's weird. so bad, but it's so good. And then he ends up getting turned into Judy. What do you think of that? interesting that was a good bit of animation like he's wearing his pajamas that was quite cool that was really cool yeah and he's sort of trapped in the doll isn't he um it has to stay with the old couple i would have liked to have seen more from the couple you know they're like kind of special they're kind of yeah, like they kind of stayed out of the light mm. and like um uh like there's kind of a funny bit when they like they accuse his wife of being a witch and, she, and it's quite funny because oh how did you know <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I would have liked to seen a little bit of involvement with, with them kind of getting involved a little bit because they kind of stay out of the limelight. But then the movie is called Dolls. So, so I'll be sending around the dolls. And the dolls them. were centred and it was good. And, and I, they were freaky looking. The yeah. dolls were freaky looking. They were just like that old China sort of looking dolls. Or like anything. They collect loads and they bought... <laughs> and, I, and I guess... And this is why I was going to predict... Obviously, most of them are... Um, that I'm guessing are... Like... Old, like adults turned into dolls possibly like souls you've... trapped in the dolls maybe yeah, yeah. maybe bad souls trapped so in now the they're dolls. all does that mean they're all pissed off they're not attacking the toy maker they're attacking everyone else yeah like, join us quite, i don't quite know yeah because that would have been nice to see a little bit of a synopsis that's, how why, they got that's, there. that's why maybe it could have been a franchise maybe yeah well i'll get yeah. onto that in a minute oh, okay interesting thing so i think that's pretty much all i wanted to talk about it was just good fun. I really enjoyed watching it. It was good. It was good fun. Yeah. Good, clean fun. It was, yeah. Um, but what you got in the way of uh, Matt's facts then? That's the interesting. That's why. Well, wow, that is interesting because they, they they did want a sequel out of this. Ah. They did want one. So, you know, at the end, uh, they let Judy, and, you know, the little girl and the bloke go, Judy and Ralph. They let them go. And she says, you remember, she says, oh, you should come back with me and meet my mum and stuff. <laughs> yeah. My real mum. And uh, they wanted it, so this is the second film, and they wanted it that he did go back with Judy and he did marry her mum, and he met her mum and marries her. But then uh, a mysterious box uh, turns up on Judy's doorstep, uh, posted from England, with a doll inside. And so that was their kind of uh, their pitch easy, for a second movie. Easy sequel. Why didn't it go ahead? Don't know. I really yeah. don't know. Maybe it wasn't, I don't know if it was well received. I'm not sure. Um, uh, another fact um, the doll whispers were all um, friends and kids and and the wife of Stuart Gordon they all did the, the whispers of the dolls which was quite funny um, one of the punk girls Bunty Bailey who played Isabel 
Um, she was uh, she was a model, but she's been in she was in Aha's music video "Take on Me" in 1985. Bloody hell! I used to love that song. I used to <laughs> jump up and down my bed and watch the videos and stuff on that. Yeah, you know what's going to be at the front of this fucking. What a what a song! What a song! Um, also, this is this was interesting. So, when the film was finally put forward. Um, the people weren't very, whoever was above the company at that time, weren't happy. They wanted more gore in it because they'd seen kind of Reanimator and stuff like that. And they were like, we, we want more gore. So they had to go back and put in some more gore. So the death scene where the mum dies, the horrible mum, stepmom or whatever, they, they actually added some more horror to it, like the pitchfork and stuff like that through her leg and stuff. Because they wanted more gore out of it. They were really fucking poking her with tools, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, so they had to add quite a lot more gore because apparently a lot, it, was, it was a lot more dumbed down. Um, and obviously, a little fact at the end, obviously Judy is Judy, little girl, and she gets given a punch doll at the end, so punching Judy, obviously, um, which was quite funny. And the teddy bear, you know the giant teddy bear, Apparently, the girl that played Judy was she was actually petrified of that teddy bear, and all the people like some of the makers on set just would try and scare her, and they had to show her how things were made just to, to make her calm down a bit, which was quite funny. Motherfuckers, that's funny. <laughs> Arsons, mate. Oh, Arsons. mate, it was good fun, man. That was a little student Gordon movie that we've done. Mm. I like it, mm. it was good fun, but yeah. Well, what are you rating it then? I don't know. I'm going to let you go fast because I think you're going to rate it a lot higher. No, I think and for me, it's like it's got to be a seven. It's like a mid mid road. Yeah, I think seven's fair. I'd, I'd go slightly lower. I just I I just I, I enjoyed it, but I don't think I'd go back and watch it again and again. I watch it for shits and giggles and stuff, but I'd, I'd probably give it like a six or seven. OK, no, that's not too not, bad. Not quite. Not just not above average nice sort of thing. Um, I, like, I love these stupid movies, man. They're cool. It was it's a fun movie. Maybe I maybe I'm being a bit down on it, but maybe, <laughs> I, I'd say I'd say like uh, yeah. Well, seven. you've got to wait now, and we're not doing um, movie from the vault next time round. It is my pick. It I is your pick. So I guess we'll have you'll have to wait and tell me on oh, next episode. Oh, it's gonna be a good one, mate. Yeah? It's gonna be a good one. Oh, we're approaching Halloween, so who knows? <laughs> Can't wait. Mm. But yeah, so on the next episode, we are gonna give you the. October Fright Fest digital review and we'll be reviewing how many do we do we know how many fucking loads a lot <laughs> there's going to be more than the other one I think the last one we did 12 or something like that there's, there's going to be a lot but the next time we uh, set this uh, the Fright Fest episode out it's going to be Halloween is gone as well yeah so happy Halloween out there happy Halloween and I suppose there's only one thing to say. Thanks for listening. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>